Hey everyone, um, this is the Perfectly Imperfect podcast. My name is Jamie Schieffer and I am your host and I thank you for pushing play and hanging out with me today. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed spending time with you guys this week. Um, I feel like God really opened my eyes to lots of different lessons and I am hoping that it was the same for all of you too. Um, if you heard something that you, that you love and you're hoping that others can hear what you heard as well, um, I am, um, I would love it if you would hit subscribe on Apple podcasts and, um, rate and review the podcast. Um, it helps to when people are searching for things to listen to that are positive and uplifting, it helps them to find the podcast and listen to what you've been listening to. Um, Also, feel free to share the episodes on your social media if you want to, if you really feel like that more of your friends should hear what you've heard, that it really touched your life, go right ahead and do it. Um, I would love that. Also, if you're loving what you're hearing, um, I would love to hear from you. Just um, log on to anchor.fm backslash Jamie dash Schaefer. Um, I'm going to put that in the show notes so that you have it in case you're wondering about spellings or if you forgot what I just said to you. (laughs) That's how I usually roll as people say things to me and I instantly forget them. So, um... I'm going to put that all in the show notes for you. Okay. So um, the most important thing that I learned this week was that it is absolutely vital in today's times that we are telling others about Jesus. Um, I was having a conversation with my Bible friends, aka my Bible study buddy, and I was telling her that I have never felt this urgency to tell people that they need Jesus. Um, Like I said in the podcast yesterday, we have such a wonderful gift. We have the answer to every single problem, and that is Jesus. And we tend to keep this gift to ourselves. And you know why we keep this gift to ourselves? It hit me really hard yesterday, you guys. We keep him to ourselves because we wonder what others will think of us when we start to tell them about Jesus. And I know this because um, I've done it. And I've felt that way. Um, And... I have to honestly say, and I'm talking clearly, I just said that I've done this. Um, It's pretty selfish. It is such a selfish reason for not sharing Jesus with others. Like, ouch, that hurt me. It hurt me. I was like, oh God, Um, you have literally just convicted me for sure. Um... We need to not care what others think when we share Jesus. Like our reputation absolutely does not matter in this instance. And this realization pretty much hit me like a ton of bricks. 
Um, this gift that we have of Jesus is a life or death situation. And there is only one way to heaven, and it is through Jesus. So, I want you to think about this. What if the person that told you about how incredible Jesus is had just decided to keep it to themselves? What if they... What if they cared about what you would think of them if they told you about Jesus and so they decided to not do it? Where would you be? And I'm just going to leave that subject at that. I want you to think about that. The next time the Holy Spirit is urging you to tell somebody about Jesus and you even get like the hint of, oh, I, should, I don't know if I should do this because I don't know what they'll think. I want you to think about the fact that that person that told you about Jesus had the same choice. Okay. So. That last question that I asked, actually, I just want to like add this real quick. Um, that last question that I asked, that hit me like a ton of bricks as well. Because I wouldn't be doing this podcast right now if the person who told me about Jesus had decided not to. Make sure that you are re-gifting the gift of Jesus. So, today I want to talk about listening. Like, have you ever been around someone who doesn't listen to you? Have you ever been with someone who does all of the talking and doesn't allow you to get a word in? (laughs) God can definitely relate with us. Unfortunately, we do these things to him all of the time. We get too busy to sit and listen to what God wants to tell us. We ask him to listen to our laundry list of wants and needs and requests. But do we ever continue that prayer and sit and listen to what he wants and needs and requests are for us? The answer is pretty much no. (laughs) Um, And what are our reasons for not sitting a little longer um, and abiding? Um, We are too busy. We don't know how to talk to him. We can't hear what he is telling us. We don't notice him. The list goes on and on with our excuses. And yesterday on the podcast, I talked about abiding in prayer with God. Like you guys, he really wants to be your best friend. He wants you to know him better and wants to be involved with your life. And he waits to listen to your requests, but he also longs and wants you to listen to his answers. And when we don't slow down to sit and abide with him and truly talk with him instead of at him, then we are missing out on one of the coolest relationships that life has to offer. 
He literally has the answer to every single problem that life will throw at us. But if we don't sit and listen, then we won't find the rest of knowing those answers. He is not going to force his advice onto us. We have to sit and listen to those answers. We have to choose to sit and we have to want to sit and have a conversation with God. I love talking with God and getting answers. It's probably one of the coolest things that I have had happen to me and it's happening more and more and more because I am choosing to sit with God and talk with him. Okay. So I want you to turn to Exodus 3 and just absolutely be ready to be blown away by what we will discover in Exodus chapter 3. I'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Um, We are looking at Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. And I am going to be reading out of the message translation. So Exodus chapter 3. Hold on. Sorry. Verses 1 through 6. I really am there. I'm just picking up a different device. Guys, you have really no idea. I'm like out here on my sun porch where I record. And um, it's been, it was really a very warm day today. It was delightful. It's like my favorite. Um, And so the window is open. You're going to maybe even hear some like birds (laughs) on here, but there's like no table out here, which eventually that's going to change. Um, but I kind of like juggle a couple different um, devices. So anyway, that's why it's really funny because um, I did on the break, I got to Exodus chapter three, but then I forgot that I have to like put the computer down and pick up something else. So anyway, now you've You've heard my story. Um, (laughs) So Exodus chapter three, verses one through six. Moses was shepherding the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. He led the flock to the west end of the wilderness and came to the mountain of God, Horeb. The angel of God appeared to him in flames of fire blazing out of the middle of a bush. He looked The bush was blazing away, but it didn't burn up. Moses said, what's going on here? I can't believe this. Amazing. Why doesn't the bush burn up? God saw that he had stopped to look and God called to him from out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, yes, I'm right here. God said, don't come any closer. Remove your sandals from your feet. You're standing on holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, afraid to look at God. Okay. So... How many of you have seen the Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston? 
um, it's probably, I'm going to say the majority of us. If you haven't, you might be in the minority, but I feel like it doesn't get shown as often anymore. It used to be every year at Passover, they would show the Ten Commandments. So, um, so I grow, grew up watching it. Um, in the Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston, um, Charlton Heston plays Moses. Um, the burning bush calls out to Moses in this deep God sounding voice, like Moses, Moses. Okay. That's really bad impression, but you know, you can, it's like a booming voice and Moses notices that the bush is burning. So I want to ask you, have you ever listened or watched something so many times that this is how you believe that the events actually went. I don't know how many times I've heard this Bible passage in Sunday school or watched the scene in the movie. So when I've read the passage in the Bible, I have not actually read the passage. I've said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I already know this and so I skim it. And I believe that when I skim it, I probably read it like I'm watching the movie. Okay. One time I actually read the passage in the Bible. Um, and actually processed what the words were actually saying. The key word is actually. And it says that the angel of God appeared to Moses in flames of fire blazing out of the middle of a bush. Moses looked. The bush was blazing away, but it didn't burn up. And Moses said, what is happening? I can't believe this. Amazing. Why doesn't the bush burn up? God saw that he had stopped to look. God called to him from out of the bush. Okay. So (laughs) it didn't go like in the movie. If you recall in the movie, God called out to Moses and then Moses looked at the bush. What actually occurred, you guys, is that Moses looked, acknowledged that the bush was burning without burning up, and then God saw that Moses stopped to look and called out to him from the bush. So Moses had to notice God before he would call out to him, before God would call out to him. Like when I read that, I was like, whoa, um, that's not how that, you know, I was kind of like taken aback, um, that Moses had to look before God acknowledged, you know, before God said anything to him. Um, it's the same with us. We have to want to talk with him before he will share anything with us. He has never been a forceful God. He doesn't force himself on us. We have free will. 
We can choose to acknowledge him or we can choose to ignore him. We can choose to meet with him or we can choose to be too busy. So I encourage you to want to reach out to him and sit and chat because when he answers and talks back, it is so very cool. You know exactly what you are supposed to do in life, what he has, what your purpose is on this earth. Guys, all of our purposes on this earth is to spread the good news about Jesus and eternal life through him. Okay, that's our purpose. But when you ask, we are all meant to like do this in different ways. Okay, like our like our purpose on the earth is to do all is to be disciples of Jesus and spread the good news, but we're given talents of doing it in different ways. And when you and if you don't know what that is, it can be a little frustrating. Okay. Um, and, but when you sit with God and you ask God and then you sit and you abide in him and then you listen, he will tell you exactly what your talent is and how you should go about being his disciple and spreading the good news. I mean, guys, when we can all like spread the good news by telling friends and inviting people to church. That's great. But sometimes, okay, so maybe you're more of an introvert. And so you are better at spreading the gospel with somebody by painting or, um, or even, um, writing, sending cards of encouragement or, um, you know what I'm saying. Everybody's different. Maybe you're more extroverted. So you are like, you definitely are more of a go and talk to somebody face to face about it. Okay. Everybody has their talents, but you're going to find out how you should be doing things from God. God has a plan for you. And if you don't talk to him about, you don't talk to him at all. And abide with him. You're not going to know his plan. I mean, his plan is amazing. Um, we know that from Jeremiah. Um, the, I'm going to share a little bit about sometimes when um, I have heard from God. Okay. Um, the first time that I heard from God, um, it was really amazing. It was like, you know, it was the first time. So I was kind of like, what is happening here? <laughs> um And guys, when he talks to me, it's kind of random. Like it is not about what I am doing or what is happening around me. So this first time I was reading a book, um, I was all by myself. It was very early in the morning and all of a sudden, like I had to like, I shut my eyes. And I was given like a really amazing vision. Um, It was bright and he told me that I would be successful and that I would soar on the wings of eagles. Um, Kind of like in Isaiah 40, 
um, verse 31. Hold on. I'm getting there right now. Sorry. Um, sorry, you guys. Um, they spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and don't get tired. They walk and don't lag behind. Um, for even young, okay, so let's back it up a little bit more. I'm actually going to read Isaiah um, chapter 40, verses 27 through 31. Why would you ever complain, O Jacob, or whine, Israel, saying, God has lost track of me. He doesn't care what happens to me. Don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening? God doesn't come and go. God lasts. He's creator of all all you can see or imagine. He doesn't get tired out, doesn't pause to catch his breath, and he knows everything inside and out. He energizes those who get tired, gives fresh strength to dropouts. For even young people tire and drop out. Young folk in their prime stumble and fall, but those who wait upon God get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and don't get tired. They walk and don't lag behind. Wow, you guys, that's like a really powerful message. But he told me that I would soar on the wings of eagles. And you guys, you know, thinking back on the time when he um, said that to me, I was in a job that really wasn't great. Um, I was very tired all the time. Um, wow. Um, I was dealing with postpartum depression. Um, I was so weary. I would sit in the, on the couch, like, and just literally be sitting up and fall asleep. Um, it was like, kind of to the point where I think that Josh was a little bit um, concerned because of the fact that I would fall asleep so easily. Um, I went and I had, I went and had um, sleep studies done, um, two different kinds of sleep studies, um, and Basically, the results of those sleep studies um, came back saying that I was, there was nothing wrong with me physically. Like, I didn't, I didn't need to wear the, wear a mask at night. I wasn't like stopping my breathing in the middle of the night. Um, It came back that I was just an extremely tired person. Um, so that being revealed to me, that passage and that verse, when I was feeling so like low, um, it was like clear as a bell. And then like, 
as it happened so quickly. It seems long, but it was so quickly. And it was clear as a bell. And then it was over and I was sitting in my living room by myself again, just reading my book. And this was such an amazing promise to me. It has been with me through so many hard times. The same year that I had this encounter with God, I was promoted at my job. And I was like, this is so awesome. Like God really came through on this promise. Thank you for this amazing promise. Well, guys, (laughs) I also lost my job in that same year. And when that happened, I remember saying to God, is this what soaring on the wings of eagles looks like? (laughs) You said that I would soar on wings like eagles. So um, I applied for unemployment benefits and was given quite the runaround. Um, And I kind of have this issue often because... (laughs) Um, Much to my husband's chagrin, when I got married, I never changed my name. (laughs) Um, So when I'm at work, I'm still my maiden name. And I think um, sometimes I just forget because I sign. I like put my name as my married name on everything else. Um, And... So um, it was just like overlooked. So I think that I filled the paperwork out the wrong name and it had to be fixed and it had to be fixed quickly or I would not get the benefits. <laughs> um, or I'd have to start all over again or something like this. Um, and I had to go to Lancaster to fix it because um, I could not get a single soul on the phone. It was just busy, just a busy signal always. Um, and, um, so my mom drove me down to Lancaster cause I'm seriously no good at finding places and I was already stressed out. Um, and so I walked into the social security or the unemployment office and, um, the little lobby there was not a soul. There was nobody there. And, um, you couldn't get into the office itself. You would have to like talk to whoever was supposed to be sitting, um, at the desk behind the window. Um, I don't know. Maybe I did walk into the office, but there was really, um, nothing there. Nobody to help me. Um, there were people at desks, but nobody, uh, was looking up to help me. So, um, Meanwhile, my mom is like trying to find some place to park. I think she found some, I don't know if she found some place to park or not, but I was literally like trying to call the office, trying to find somebody to help me. Oh, it was a good long time. And finally my mom was like, um, like, she's like, I'm parked in a place and it doesn't feel very safe. She's like, what's happening? And I said, I can't help. Nobody's here. I, so I walked back into the building and, um, there actually was now a security officer sitting behind the desk. I don't know where he came from, (laughs) 
but I was very relieved to see him. And I said to him, I said, you know, I'm, I can't get anybody on the phone. I'm having a problem. I need to get this amended. Um, I've refilled out the paperwork. I have copies of everything. Um, how do I get it to the people? Nobody's here to help me. And he told me, oh, I think the majority of the people put it in this box. And I said, okay, fantastic. I put my stuff in there and then I prayed that everything would get to the correct people because um, I was starting to run out of money. Like I had been given, you know, I got my last paycheck and I had been given a couple of other things um, that I had accrued. But let's face it, guys, when you're not going to, you're not getting any money, you're running out of money. Um, So nothing, you know, I turned it in, but I wasn't, you know, and then they had sent me my card, you know, to get the money put on, whatever, but there was no money on it. Um, And I was sitting in church that week or a couple or a week later or so, and the offering it was time for offering and the offering was coming around and I literally, and when I mean, this is what I had, I had $6 to my name. That's it. $6. And all of a sudden something told me to put that $6 in the offering. And I didn't do it. And the same thought kept going through my head over and over and over and over. And um, I leaned over to my husband and I said, um, I said, hey, I need to, I need to run to the restroom. And I had taken my purse with me and I took that very last $6 that I had and I put it in the offering in the lobby. I literally now had no money and no sign of any money coming in. I literally didn't think I was going to have any money. Um, and when I checked my unemployment card that week on the day that they load the cards, I had $600 on the card. So you guys, God had to have told me to do that, put the $6 in the offering, and then he multiplied it. And it was like the, the urgency to do it was so persuasive. It was like almost pesky. (laughs) Like (laughs) put the $6 in the plate. You still have the $6. Why isn't it in the plate? What are you going to do with that $6? Um, the $6, you, you need to, you need to put it in the plate. It was like that. It wouldn't go, it like wouldn't go away. As much as I tried to like jam it out of my head. Like I need that $6. No idea. I don't have any money. I need that $6 for something. Um, it just, the thought would just not go away. It had to be God because then it was multiplied. I'm really glad I obeyed. Um, I went to school and, um, 
I was doing well in school. I got a new job that I loved and I was promoting up the chain in the company. And, you know, I was soaring on the wings of eagles and I went to school and I wanted to um, get my, I got my degree. I graduated top honors in my class, um, which was a miracle all in itself because school is hard for me. <laughs> and um, I was just, I was doing well in my company that I was working for. Um, and then I, I was like, oh, this is what, this, I'm, I'm doing what I want to do. I was in retail. Um, I was just really sailing up the chain. And I was starting to have a hard time um, at my job. And um, it was very tough. And I was very lost with what to do. And I went to church. I was, I had off for a week. It was like around my birthday. I had off for a week and I went to church and somebody asked me a question regarding where I worked in the parking lot. And I answered their question. I honestly didn't want to even think about work for a week. I really didn't. I did not want to not going well and I did not want to dwell on it and um, I was like okay all right well great um, went into church and went to go grab a coffee at the cafe and the cute little girl behind the cafe knew I where I worked and said something about work that she had gone and shopped there and I was like oh that's so I just did not want to hear about it I just didn't and I was very distraught and um I ran into a good friend of mine in the cafe area and I um, just, she said, how are you doing? And I just started to just basically unload and regurgitate everything that was occurring to me at work. And um, she let me go on and on and on. And, um, when I was done and I was ugly crying, <laughs> she asked me if I had prayed about my situation. <laughs> um, in my head, I was like, uh, no, but out of my mouth came, uh, not as often as I should be. Guys, I hadn't prayed about it at all. That was a humongous, like, eye-opener for me. Like, oh. <gasps> Okay, great. The one per the one person who probably could help me or not probably could help me. I hadn't talked to about it. I'd talked to every other person. Um I had an amazing church service. Um the sermon had just spoke straight to my soul. Um it was the passage from Joshua that says be courageous, do not be afraid. Um that's a whole other podcast, but that's what the passage was. Um, I, like I said, had taken a week off for my birthday, um, was not feeling restful. <laughs> I was really in some worrisome situation. I put Brinley on the bus for school and then I had decided to have some breakfast out by myself. Um, I did that often. <laughs> 
it's really freeing you guys to go to dinner, go out for a meal by yourself. Um, you get such really great, like quality alone time. And I used to do it quite often. Um, and on the way home, I, um, I had a thought about fasting. It was almost like, I hope you enjoyed your breakfast because you're not going to eat for a little while. (laughs) Um, and this honestly could only be God because I would have never fasted in my life. Like I had fasted before, um, for my uh, glucose test when I was pregnant with Brinley and, um, yeah, that was not a pretty sight when I had to drink all the sugary drink. Um, let's just say that the, that the test was over (laughs) because, um, I got rid of that very quickly and from my system. Um, (laughs) so fasting was actually very kind of scary for me. Um, so I fasted from food for about three days and then I was like, starving and I looked up and I said is there any other way to fast other than food I was like god I like I'm starting to get really weak and can I is there any other way to fast and I found out you know so you can fast from social media you can so anyway I put the phone down for about two days and I think that third day when I hadn't eaten anything (laughs) I um I think I kind of passed out (laughs) not in a bad way. I'm just saying I was really hungry and I was starting to get tired. And, um, but, um, as I was waking up from taking a a rest, um, I had this thought that I had to go and see my car insurance agent. Like that's kind of weird, right? Go see your go see your car insurance agent. Um, now, I did have a bill that was due, but um, that's not really. But that's not why my insurance agent was on my mind. That's that's not. It literally the directions were to go see my insurance agent. Um, I went to go and pay my bill, and I had asked. Um, my insurance agent. I'm really close with them. I'm there retired now. Unfortunately, I miss them. Um, but um, I said to him, I said, do they, do they, hi- like, do you hire? <laughs> um, do they, do they like have job offerings? And he was like, no, um, No, not really. We don't really hire. But I truly thought that the reason he was put on my mind was because I was supposed to become an insurance agent. I was like, I was asking other people how to become an insurance agent, all this stuff. Okay. Um, A job came up um, at a local insurance agency that I interviewed for. I put in, but it was not, I didn't get the job. So, but when I'd gone to see my insurance agent, he said he had a friend who worked for this other company 
And um, I had never heard of it before. And I said, oh, where is it? And he told me. And I said, oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. Um, So while I was interviewing at this local insurance agency, I had also put in an application for this other company that was brought up I'd never heard of before. Um, I did not get the job with the local insurance agency, but I got a job with my current company, the company that I'd never heard of before. Um, and I could not be happier to be working there. Um, but you guys, I would have never known about this job if I had not been told by God to go and see my insurance agent. (laughs) Like such a very random thought that was not so random. Um, this podcast would not have come to pass if I had not listened to a random thought to look up podcast information. Like this thought literally came to me on a Sunday out of left field. I had been praying about what God wanted me to do um, with what my purpose was. And he basically was asking me to do little things along the way. And you guys, if God reveals to you to do something, you need to do it, okay? Because it could be step one. Um, I think I've mentioned this before, but if you don't take step one of what he wants you to do, he is not going to reveal step two. Why would he? You don't care enough to take step one. Why would he reveal step two? It's like when you're putting something together, you're not going to start with step two. Okay, some people do, but it doesn't end well, okay? You're not going to start with step two to put it together. You're going to start with step one. It's the same with God. He will reveal step one. And when you do step one, then he will reveal step two. So, like I said, it was like a Sunday. I was done. We um, we weren't quite going back to church yet. We were still watching um, Elevation Church in our living room. And the service was over. And we were just kind of like, you know, gathering things together, starting to get ready for the day. And um, I had this very random thought to look up podcast equipment and like this literally came out of left field I wasn't doing anything I was like I wasn't busy but it was and it, it was just me in the room and so I started looking up the equipment and I realized that I had no idea what I was looking at okay <laughs> I literally had no idea Um, so then I remembered that my friend had a, has a podcast. So I reached out to her and then she led me to the anchor app, which I use to record the podcast. And the rest is history. You guys, here I am talking to you. Um, and then I find that these random thoughts, like I said before, are extremely hard, um, to ignore, which is how I know that 
they are from God. They keep tugging and tugging and tugging until I take action. It's extremely hard for me to explain, but they are the best thoughts and always lead me to a path of excitement and goodness. And I am still believing in that very first promise that I will soar on the wings of eagles and not grow tired. And I love abiding with God and just sitting and listening. Although he really loves for me to abide with him while I'm at work. (laughs) Um, Like, he'll tell me things while I'm at work. And I'm like, God, I promise to do that task when I get home. Like, (laughs) and I can't wait to see what else he has in store for my life. And whatever he has for me is going to be amazing because he is amazing. But in order for me to get these messages, I have to be a little bit quiet and I have to listen. If I don't listen to these messages, then I will miss out on the blessings. And a lot of time we are too busy to listen. We need to start to sit and abide with him so that he can talk to us. It's just like the burning bush. We have to notice that the bush is burning, but not really burning. And in order to do that, we have to stop and take the time to notice that it's burning. I have noticed that I have to stop and notice God in order for me to hear the message. And I typically hear God when I am being quiet. And if we are not quiet, then he cannot talk to us. I mean, he can, but he is unlikely to do so. Why would he if we are just going to not pay attention? It's kind of like when you are trying to talk to someone who is on their phone and you know that they aren't really listening to what you're saying. Um, So guys, I have started to stop talking when the scrolling starts, even if I'm in mid-sentence. And that usually perks them up to listening again because they've noticed that I stopped talking. It goes back to yesterday's podcast of abiding. If we abide in him and rest, then he will start to talk with us. And we have to take the time to talk with him and not just use and not just an intercessory prayer where we just run down the laundry list of wants and then say, Amen. <laughs> This is actually taking time to just sit. Kind of like we are having coffee with a friend. Um, I do sometimes call my time with God my coffee date. (laughs) Make at least a weekly coffee date with God. Sit and have coffee with him. Talk to him like you would talk with a friend when out for coffee or out fishing or out for a stroll. But don't just have it be a one-sided conversation. Make sure that you take the time to listen too. Because I promise you guys that it is extremely cool when he talks with you. I would imagine that it is different for everyone. But for me, I know that he is talking to me when the message is very random. But it's the same and it is over and over and over until I do it. Um, for example, I was working from home one day and it had just snowed. Now guys, 
FYI, I hate being in the snow first and foremost. But this message that was being, that was running through my head was to go out in the snow and record my first Instagram live. I was like, but I hate being in the snow. <laughs> and then it ran through again. And I was like, God, I really hate being in the snow. Ran through again. I was like, and now it's starting to get late. And I was like, okay, well, but God, I said, if I do this now, then Brinley's going to want to go outside too. And we all know how Brinley is when there's, when the film is running, like she's going to take it over. Well, he was like, okay, then go out and say, you're looking to see if you can shovel snow. She won't want to go out then. He had me. You guys, yeah, he had me at that, okay? So I was like, I mean, I literally wrestled with this over and over and over and over and over. Finally, I was like, okay, okay, I will go out in the snow and I will record this. And I was so nervous. I didn't even know how to do it, okay? <laughs> I was like, I don't know how you do this. Um, I quickly found out. But... Like I was out there and I was nervous. And in fact, I'm walking along in the snow. I'm smiling. I'm talking. And um, I almost fell on my face in the snow in front of everyone because I tripped over either my feet or or I didn't realize that the pavement was dropping off into the grass. Who the heck knows? But... (laughs) But I'm so glad that I listened. It got me a step closer to this podcast. It got me used to talking in front of strangers about life and how embarrassing it is for me a good majority of the time and Jesus. Um, Maybe he will tell you something through a friend. Stop and listen. Maybe he will tell you something through a song. Stop and listen. Maybe he will just come straight to you. Stop and listen. He has kind of a small voice. But I think that this is on purpose because it forces us to stop and listen and focus on what he is telling us. And it kind of reminds me of my seventh grade reading teacher. Um, The first day of school, we were loud and she was soft-spoken. And we all finally quieted down because we realized that she was speaking and that we could not hear her. (laughs) Um, So she started over again and told us that the tone and volume that she was using to speak was as loud as she was going to get the entire year. So if we missed something that she said, then it was because we were being too loud. And I kind of think that God has the same mentality. He uses the same soft tone with me, but I have to be quiet to hear it. So I'm going to ask you some questions. Are you waiting to hear from God? 
Are you giving God a chance to speak? Are you being quiet enough to listen? Are you even noticing that God is around? Are you being still and sitting in his presence? Like I said yesterday, and Pastor Nick put this so eloquently on Wednesday night, the creator of the universe wants to meet with you. Is that really an appointment that you don't want to keep? He may have something extremely important and life-changing to tell you. But if you don't keep the appointment, you will never know. I challenge us to sit and quietly listen today and every day to what God may have to say. Maybe he won't have anything to say to you one day, but we don't want to miss out if he does. Sitting with God is extremely restful and it takes away anxieties. It takes away fear. It takes away the what ifs. It takes away the what am I supposed to be doing here? It takes away the what is my purpose on this planet? It takes away everything. It's the answer to everything that we are struggling with. He is such an amazing God and he loves us so much. And he longs to have a relationship with us. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen today, and I pray that you have a very blessed weekend, and I will see you all on Monday. Good night.